Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, our newest show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds. R&B, rap, jazz, neo-soul, rock, gospel, or any random genre you can think of. Turn It Up is here to feature and help independent artists to give you the opportunity to be heard on live radio all over the world, to help share your music across the globe and Take your talents to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks to help make your tracks stand out like the pros, and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So stop procrastinating. Get your demo together and get ready to turn it up. If you're listening live on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page, this is your chance to call in live. So give us a call, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet your questions or comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. And give the last four digits of your phone number, and I'll be sure to punch you in when I see you on the switchboard. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we've got a great show for you tonight. We'll be right back after this. Allison Williams is an immensely talented recording artist who can sing classic soul ballads, jazz standards, as well as legitimate Broadway show tunes with the greatest of ease. Born and raised in Harlem, daughter of noted jazz trumpeter and band leader Bobby Booker, Allison first demonstrated her stage talents at the age of four. She studied dance under the tutelage of Arthur Mitchell of the Dance Theater of Harlem. She also studied with Alvin Ailey and numerous other dance companies, which in time would lead to a dance scholarship at Marymount College. She also attended City University of New York, where she was a member of the Aaron Davis Center for the Performing Arts, and studied under John Lewis of the Modern Jazz Quartet. While studying, Allison's path of success was paved with an internship with the world-famous Commodores, as well as singing background in the studio with 
such well-known artists as Melba Moore, Evelyn Champagne King, and Curtis Blow, just to name a few. Allison was introduced to Russell Simmons by Curtis Blow and was signed to Russell's groundbreaking Def Jam label as his first female R&B artist. While signed to Def Jam, Columbia Sony Records, she recorded two albums on the OBR, Original Black Records label. Her first album titled Raw spent an impressive 67 weeks on the Billboard charts, matched only by Madonna's Like a Prayer. The album produced four top five singles, one of which is the sultry and ever-popular hit, Just Call My Name. Her second album, self-titled, featured songs produced by I'll Be Sure and Babyface, also boasted several chart-topping singles. Although still signed to Def Jam, Allison continued to explore her many other talents. She starred in more than a dozen musical stage plays that toured across the country, including the 25th anniversary revival of The Wiz, directed and choreographed by Tony Award winner George Fajian. A consummate performer, her comedic talents landed her a gig at the country's most renowned comedy club, Caroline's, as well as a starring role of Power Woman in Menopause, the musical. Never one to let grass grow under her feet, Allison left Def Jam and began to collaborate with award-winning producer Marcus Johnson. Together they produced Allison's third solo album titled It's About Time. Allison has appeared on Soul Train, The Jay Leno Show, BET, on Jazz, and most recently The Monique Show, always reinventing herself. She's currently performing in her two red-hot shows, Nothing But the Blues and The Allison Williams Experience. She is also preparing to release several CD projects showcasing her writing and arranging skills, as well as her diverse vocal stylings. As if Allison isn't busy enough, she mentors children and young adults in her spare time. She does vocal coaching and artist development for up-and-coming artists and is currently working on a reality show showcasing the struggles to stay afloat in the ever-changing music industry. Through her production company, AWP, A Woman's Prerogative, Allison is writing musical stage plays, books, television treatments, and a radio show. Allison Williams, the first Lady of Def Jam, is clearly a triple threat, and without a doubt, the next bankable brand of the future. You know, I could say so much more, but I think it's time we let Allison speak for herself. Allison Williams, welcome to Turn It Up. Well, thank you so much for having me. Wow. You know, Allison? Pleasure. Absolutely. You know, and... um. I, I couldn't wait to do this show ever since the night I met you and, and got a chance to hear you perform. And then I um, actually, it, it was amazing. It was really amazing. <laughs> and the, the funniest part about it that I tell everybody is you snuck up there right next to me and sat down and was just watching the show with me, and I never knew it was you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And say hello to our co host. Say hello to our co host, Leo. Hello there. How are you? What's up, Miss Allison? How you feeling? I've heard, I've heard nothing but the best about you. I, well, I can't wait to get it popping. We're going to turn you up today. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked quite a bit about your background, and um, you've had quite the history in the industry, and it looks like you could have gone in a number of different directions with your talent in acting and dance as well. And um, just tell us a little bit about that and, and your path and some of the um, the blessings you've had along the way to be able to work with some of these phenomenal folks. Well, you know, I was just sitting here thinking as I listened to you read my bio, biography, and it is a lot. It's a lot of years have uh, gone into uh, my journey. And because it's only uh, print on paper, you hardly ever get a chance to put everything in. So when you start filling in the blanks, it's like, wow, you've done quite a bit. And it takes you to listen and hear it from someone else's lips to realize, wow, you know, this is, it's, you've, been, you've put in some time. So um, I guess when I think about the journey and the fact that I'm so grateful that it's still ongoing, um, you know, starting out as a, as, a, as a person, most of my friends being raised in the, in the, in the gospel church, in the Baptist church, and uh, me coming up on the on the bandstands with my father in places like uh, the Savoy Ballroom and uh, Savoy Manor Ballroom and Small Paradise, 
and, uh, you know, the clubs like the Showman's and the Baby Grand, it was a different experience for me, you know. I came up with, think, you know, just with a whole nother thought process and going to Catholic school, I had a whole nother, it was just really, it was like living in two, in two different worlds that ran parallel, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, having a, you know, I, I knew I knew that there were other people singing other kinds of music, but it didn't. It, it I didn't. My voice didn't sound like that, so I I didn't. I was afraid of it. I, I couldn't do what I thought was supposedly the cool thing. Or you know, you have your your girls who could holler and scream, and the other ones that could riff and things like that. And of course, when you're young, you will tend to uh, think that the trickery or the, 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 the gymnastics are the way to go. But as you come along the journey, you start to realize that it is the integrity that matters. You know what I mean? And that everyone's gift is different. Everyone's been bestowed upon with something unique. So I, I kind of think that I've taken from various places and various artists. I always knew that I wanted to do um, more than just sing because I had the few African-American uh, images that I could pull from did it all. Sammy Davis did it all. Lena Horne did it all. Dr. Yeah. Sanders did it all. Um, uh, 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 who else? Was Pearl Bailey. These were people who were in movies and making records. Uh, uh, Harry Belafonte, you know, they were singing, dancing, acting. As it's like, this is what you're supposed to do. So this is how you train yourself. This is how you find, you know, you'll go out there and you'll be well-versed in all areas. So uh, I was thankful that that was what I, I my mindset had me do, and I was thankful that my parents nurtured it on all sides and in every way. So, yeah, and, and speaking you know, of your parents nurturing your, your gifts and talents, um, when they discovered your talent at the age of four, um, how, how did they begin at that time to, to grow you into what you would become? Well, you know, music was always a part of it, but I was just, I was dancing, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a gymnast, yeah. and I kept growing, and I figured out that gymnasts were little small people, and I might as well put that out of my mind. <laughs> So then I said, well, what is the closest thing to, to, to that? And I said, well, I could be a figure skater. But there weren't many places we were going to figure skate in Harlem uh, unless it was the winter. You know what I'm saying? So there were things, uh, even with the gymnastics, this was going to be an extra cost on top of the tuition for, for parochial school and for mm -hmm. piano lessons and things of that nature to send me somewhere where I could stay and learn these, these crafts like gym, gymnastics or, or figure skating. So then I said, well, I, and all I really wanted to do was fly. I was trying to get off the ground. I wanted to fly. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered dance and I discovered the ballet and I discovered all these different genres of the traditional African dance and I realized that these people were flying. And so that's what then that became, you know, I was a big, big avid fan of all the MGM musicals and watching uh, Vera Lynn and all those tap dancers and Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, and they were just turning it out. And Esther Williams was jumping in the water and coming out and she was dancing. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know all of these wonderful people. And, and the fact that you could just be walking down the street and just break out in song really intrigued me. Yeah. <laughs> so that would so, be the way so to do go. So you do that every now and then? Just break out a song, yes, absolutely. Just, uh, just break you know, out a song. I broke out a song on an airplane the other day because we had been delayed four hours, and I thought I'd go ahead and sing on a song. It's just wow. it's, it's a really powerful tool when you, and I won't even say tool, I'll say gift. But as I as I say before I digress, my parents saw that the dance was there, so they went and found the best place for me to dance. And mm -hmm. uh, that at that point was Dancy of Harlem. However, I had studied with Mary Bruce and Ruth Williams and um, La Rock Bay, which were all community-based dance companies with various uh, uh, various genres of dance to be taught. And uh, then we ended up getting with uh, Arthur Mitchell. And when he built his new school, he was then at that time uh, in the basement of Church of the Masters. And he finally got his building for Dancy of Harlem. And I became a scholarship student. And that, the rest is history for me. Uh, through, the, through Arthur Mitchell, I was introduced to Marie Brooks and became a member of her children's dance company. And I was able to study with Pepsi Bissell and um, Alvin Ailey and Frank Hatchett and so many others. Uh, I then came to know a man named Chuck Davis. Uh, and it was through him that I was able to uh, really find that my niche would be traditional African and uh, New Guinea and uh, Senegalese dance. And that was where I would really flourish. That would be my love. And uh, uh, then I ended up, I think the last company I worked with was um, Forces of Nature with Abdel Salon. And, uh, and I still take class and still, you know, do, do, do what dancers do. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was 
really excited because this, this January I was cast in a movie called uh, Black Nativity, which will be out on November 27th, starring Forrest Whitaker and Angela Bassett and Jennifer wow. Hudson and Tyrese mm. and J. Blige and a whole bunch of good folks. And it was choreographed by Otis Elite, and there are like 18 and 19 numbers, musical numbers in the piece. And um, I'm in about nine of them. And they, when we were truly singing and dancing. Not wow. <laughs> On the floor, back up off the floor, damn, you know, it's really incredible. So I was glad to know that um, all the many years of training, you know, prepared me for that. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it myself, you know. And uh, one of the things that I I noticed about you, uh, when you went up and you gave yourself a minute to prepare yourself, when you went on stage at Blues Alley, you really commanded the house. I mean, you walked into a really hot set, first of all. And Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, the people were just ready for more. And then um you walked up there and you just really kept the momentum going and um we were all just floored by your energy and your presence and your sense of humor and uh it, it was really, really something. And of course your your vocal stylings and your, your, your voice, it was phenomenal. I mean, you know, just to hear you sing and the way you would sing, it it, it was you knew that you had the classic training, so it, it was. I was very, very impressed. Very impressed. Um, you know, I, I want to go into something, and um, I, I don't want to. I guess I have to play this one first. But this is my favorite track on the um, CD. Uh, it's CD about time. Playing. Yeah, oh, okay. that's the one. That's the one that was actually produced by Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we were going to try to attach this show to that. I still haven't figured out how we're going to do it now. There's been so much time in between, and so many people have downloaded that show we did with Marcus Johnson just before this Uh one. Yeah, but um, this track really kind of blew me away because of your your vocal styling as well as the story that was told. Um, It's called No More. Tell us a little bit about this track. Uh, Well, No More... Um, it's like one of those songs, I think there's a story behind uh, um, Erica Badu's uh, um, uh, Call Tyrone, I think, and it's, it's based kind of like on um, the fact that there was uh, like this band kind of jamming or in rehearsal, and that came up and they just started kind of elaborating uh, and putting these lyrics together. Well, in a similar fashion, No More came up between Marcus and I. It was just a groove he was playing. And we were talking about something, maybe even just being real silly. And, uh, it, you know, it was that male against, against female kind of vibe, you know, how I mean, you can take it and move, keep it moving because I don't have time. Um, a predecessor to to the left, to the left, you know, that kind of feeling. <laughs> and it just happened right. to come together. So we saw it was a good groove, and then I started writing, and we started collaborating, and that's how No More came together. And it's just about, um, you know, if you're not going to be right, then you have to be out. <laughs> <laughs> and you made that perfectly I mean, clear. Yeah, all right. Listen, one thing I can tell people about the CD, it's about time. Uh, it's unfortunate that it did not get as much uh, airplay or didn't have as long a shelf life as possible. But the beauty of it is, is that all of that music could be gone in, redone, tweaked, and re-released, and that's the beauty of it. Um, yeah. And it is still purchasable. But um, when I wrote, when I, when we put together the production for the CD, I said I wanted to tell a story. So if you look down the um, the uh, playlist of the of the CD, you'll see it, it kind of tells a story of uh, boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, uh, the dating situation, and how you know you just this person is and, and is. is you're enamored with this person, and then there's a song about the, you know having the blessing of of a relationship. Then there's yeah. a um, a possibility of, of marriage, but it doesn't work out. Right. And then it comes into uh, don't you come here no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, this is not going to work. Um, right. And 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 if you just look, look look at the playlist, it kind of it's a it's a it's a story complete from beginning to end. Uh, mm. At the end, you have. Um, Strangers, which is a song about um, running into that person with all that history that you've seen, that you haven't seen in a long time. And when Mm -hmm. you look at him, you know, after all these years and after all we shared, it seems we're just strangers. 
You know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 so, and that's my second favorite, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Well, then yeah. you're, you're a man of good taste. We like that. Oh, yeah. well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, we're going to, you know, give people a taste right now. I mean, we're 20 minutes into the show, so we, we got to Yeah, you got to give me a taste because I'm sitting here smelling it, and it's just got my, my nostrils flaring. And, you know, y'all just dangling the steak all up in my face, you know. So go ahead, go ahead and give a little slice there. Um, <laughs> I need a little nourishment. <laughs> All right, here it is. Allison Williams with No More on Turn It Up.
<laughs> All right, Allison Williams with No More. Wow. <laughs> so you see what I was trying nice, to say nice. was. <laughs> yeah. And what did you think of that, Leo? We done scared him off. He done like it. I loved it. I'm taking my teeth right now with a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah. This is, this is the beauty of it. This is the beauty of it. When we perform that song, um, mm-hmm. you know, every you know the guys they always like, oh, you gonna beat up on the man. I flip it around and say, and I got to, I, we break it down and we take a hit at the ladies too because a lot of women need to be told they can't come here no more either. Yeah. In the relationship, it can be give or take. If a woman's not doing her job, if a woman's not being a woman and being a lady and and bringing that to the table, she got to go too. <laughs> wow. She got to go too. And that's you know, I, I'm an equal opportunity uh, get your act together kind of girl. So it's not you know, when the men hear that song coming, they always think I'm just beating up on men and they're always the bad guy. Sometimes the guys are doing exactly what they want, what they need to do, and what what they ought to do, and uh, it's us who's messing up. And they tried to come and take my girl card from me for saying it out loud. <laughs> but it's the truth. Oh, I, I can't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to put me out of the club. Really, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they couldn't. They needed music. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they, needed, they they needed entertainment. And you are quite the entertainer. And Allison, tell us a little bit, because we talked about in the intro, too, uh, you have uh, a radio show that you're thinking about doing. What would that be about? Give us a little insight. Well, I had an opportunity um, when I went to school, you know, after all that dancing and stuff, you know, the kick-ins, the singing eventually kicked in, and I embraced my jazz roots. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I knew that I was not going to sound like my R&B gospel counterpart friends. And... Um, my first music was with a 21-piece swing band, and as I, you know, embraced that, uh, life got good. Um, I had a chance to, you know, finish out my school years and go to uh, Marymount uh, on a dance scholarship, but my second major was communications, broadcasting, radio, and television, and so I wanted to go into radio because I felt like, if, you know, you come up in an era where your parents say, we don't mind that you sing and dance and do all of that, but you've got to have something to fall back on. So in my mind, it still had to be related to my class. So I felt that, that communications broadcasting would take me to radio. It would take me to maybe television anchoring or things of that nature or producing on that, that, um, on that level. And so that's where the radio, the love for radio broadcast came in and the fact that I would listen to radio late at night under the covers. And that's how all my dreams were formulated and how I knew I was going to be a singer and I knew I was going to travel the world and I knew I was going to, meet Nancy Wilson and, and be friends with Phyllis Hyman and, and my sister to Shaka Khan. I knew this because I could listen wow. to these people on the radio and I could imagine. And so um, uh, my, my radio love uh, was formed at a very young age. Uh, and even now, um, whenever I am called into the studio to do interviews, they know because they've been told by the label or whoever the representation is, don't try to sit in front of the mic and just get to talk to her because she wants to read the weather, she wants to do time, <laughs> she wants to, she wants some copy. Give her something. If not, it's not going to go well. So, and they do, and then they're always really, really happy. I can't tell uh, you how many times I filled in for Tom Joyner when he was still flying back and forth. And sometimes really? I'd be in Chicago, and they, they were like, well, we need to call somebody. And they usually would get maybe like a local comedian. But any time they knew I was in town, they'd say, uh-uh, call Allison. She could, she's got, let her come on in here. And all I would need is an engineer, and please, it's on and popping. I, I think <laughs> if I had a chance to do radio right now for myself, I would like to, um, make, I would like to make, make it a classic format. When I say classic, um, many of the people that I came up listening to, Frankie Crocker, uh, Ken mm-hmm. Spiderweb, Vaughn Harper, yeah. um, and, and, and some that have passed on. They just had, you know, radio was a different animal. Radio, you could look, it, it was like TV with your eyes closed, you know, and the way that right. they would not only play the songs, but they would interact with the songs, and then they would give you some insight on who wrote the song or who, you know, different things. And I think we lose so much now because radio wants to have less commercials and this, that, and the other, and, you know, it is what it is, and then they're looping this, this, this music, and the, and you hear the same songs in one hour. You hear all the same songs five times. It's it's just it's 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 boring to me. 
So I would like my radio show to be uh, classic in its format, whether it was R&B or jazz, and I would like it to um, to I would like to be able to make it so that the the listener would know a little bit about the music or know a little about the, uh, the artist or maybe talk uh, segue into some collaborations. Maybe you didn't know that such and such and such also worked with so and so and so on a project mm-hmm. that never got released. And because I have these stories and I have a lot of road right. stories, I would I would I would very much like you, Michael, bring. Um, bring on guests, and the difference is that these are people that I've toured the world with, so we really have some really good undercover niblets and giblets to talk about, you know? Wow. And wow. really talk about it sounds like a, and, This sounds like a pitch to me, and, and, and I'm down. Does, I'm ready. It? I'm ready. <laughs> yes, we call the show, the, the, the show is called Love Notes. Love Notes. As, oh, in, love as in notes that you write and pass to someone, and also musical notes, Love Notes. Oh, nice. So that's what we call huh. Love Notes. Love oh. notes. So wow. All of that good stuff. But that we'll talk about later. We'll talk about that yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, up and going. Wow. So let's let's get another track in before I at least wanted to get three in. So let me just make sure we can do that. I've got strangers up and you've already talked a little bit about that, but this is a, a really when I heard this song, it was like me just watching a a, a short film, you know? It, it told. You could, it just, you could see the story. You could see the story unfolding. Yeah, yeah, and, and the story in itself, um, it, it's very real. You know, uh, I'm sure there are people who've gone through that, or they know that if they were happening to run into uh, that person that used to be their life, now exactly. that they would have no connection with them whatsoever. So, yeah, that was a powerful, powerful story. Was this a true story for you? Um. Yes, it is. Uh, the, the funny thing is I can't say that the person that was the subject matter, um, I didn't write it about a specific situation, but I have yeah. had it happen. Right. I have had it happen. Right. Uh, the beauty of it is just that when I ran into the person, I realized that I was done and I wasn't carrying anything. I mm-hmm. wasn't sad. I had moved on. Um, and I had moved on for all the right reasons. Right. I know some people who have run into the, their, their ex or a person they had, you know, really invested a lot of time and a lot of there was a lot of history there, and it was a it's, it's awkward or it's bad or it's it's just not a good thing or you wish you had never turned that in that corner or walked in that room. I didn't have that feeling. I didn't have that feeling at all. I was like, it was what it was. All the good times are written in stone, and I'm glad that I moved on. And I hope that they could too. But I realized that the person I thought I knew really really well, they was that they, I didn't know them at all. Yeah, yeah. So they were already strangers. You didn't know it back then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I found out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, here it is with uh, Allison Williams with Strangers. Uh, Turn it up. Amazing, years later, we're strangers 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, if, it's, if it were me, and this was just my, um, if I had my brothers, I always, because of, how can I put it, because of the frivolity of this industry, because mm-hmm. of the fact that as much as I do work, and I'm thankful always uh, to God for the fact that I am able to make a living doing what I do, um, mm-hmm. I think that sometimes the fan or the fan base or the audience might not always know or might not get it. Um, I, as I tell people all, this, all the time, um, uh, there are a lot of other uh, colleagues of mine, and we all had music out at the same time. And I think I might have told you about my Diva Palooza concert series and yeah. how I bring together yeah. myself and Mickey Howard and Cheryl Pepsi Riley and so many other female artists and male artists as well. And I tease them because they all say, well, um, they have so many more songs within their catalog, maybe four or five radio hits that you can remember, sometimes six or seven. I've got mm-hmm. one, but that's, that's what, the one I've got is the damn good one. And yeah. People, they relate to it. Now, if you're a true Alice Williams fan, you'll know about Sweet Talk and Raw and some of the other things we did. But uh, oddly enough, my music came around just as we were, like, transitioning into New Jack Swing and then back to, like, a smooth kind of Freddie Jackson crooner kind of thing. So when Just Call My Name came out, they not like they threw away My Love Is Raw or Sweet Talk or any of the more of the faster things, but that's the one that they gravitated to, and that became the one I think that the record label put more money into. What what most people don't realize is what you hear the most is what the money's being spent on. As a listener, we don't think of think in terms of. You know, they, we just say, oh, they're playing my favorite record again. I just heard it on another station two seconds ago. You don't realize there's a reason why it's getting paid, played. And the, and the more it's played, the more it sinks into the minds of the listener. So Just Call My Name would be my, my, my uh, you know, recommendation to close because I think at the end of the whole uh, wonderful interview, whoever was listening, if they weren't sure who Allison Williams was, it would then click, oh, that Allison Williams. Because that's how it all would work for me. Just call my name
And so that concert did, still went on, but, uh, you know, without Phyllis. And so I played the role of Phyllis Hyman. And after wow. that show, people kept asking, when are you going to do the Phyllis Hyman show again? The Phyllis, well, it wasn't a film, Phyllis Hyman show. It was a show about the Whispers. But I think the interest sparked me to know that I needed to go ahead and, and do a show and take tribute to my friends. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it were a lot of other cosmic situations that took place. Um, I was close with Phyllis and, and, and had, you know, was... I, that's a whole other show that we'd have to go into, but um, nonetheless, uh, it, it, I've done a couple of, I've said about three or four incarnations of it, and I'm ready to remount it again, and I thought in D.C. at Blue Valley would be a great place to do it, and so that is what people have to look forward to once again on August 21st mm-hmm. at 10 p.m., old friend Allison Williams pays tribute to the late, great Phyllis Hyman. Oh wow! Well, so all I know is you, you got you a bad somebody to be doing Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you a bad somebody. I'm hot. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. When I when so I do you, do you cover uh, Meet Me on the Moon? I cover everything. I cover Meet Me on the Moon. I cover The Answer Is You. I cover fall, uh, uh, Falling Under Your Spell. I cover Time of My the, Life. Uh, um, somewhere in my lifetime, I cover oh, I Refuse to Be Lonely. We have um, ch- going to make changes. We have songs from the uh, Duke Ellington play Sophisticated Ladies. So we go into a lot wow. of material and tell a, a great deal of her story. Um, and I just hope that people will come out. I'm not there to imitate her or to uh, I just to emulate her and to evoke her spirit and to pay tribute yeah. to some great music and the type of music that we keep looking for. We can't seem to find it. So yeah. we might as well come on right. and sing these songs. And since, since she has so many of them, let's make it a tribute mm-hmm. to her because she left us with such a, a great, rich legacy. And she taught me so much. She was like a sister to me in this industry. Wow. So, um, And I know that a lot of people loved her and miss her music. So come, we just we do, do the thing. Um, I, I work on a lot of uh, uh, themed types of uh, Shows of that nature. My my next project will be Carmen McRae, um, and I'm we're, we're formulating that now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we do uh, a show called um, I always get I have to watch my own self when I'm saying the, the title. Ella, Billy, Sarah, Dinah, Carmen, and Nancy too. Allison Williams sings tribute to the great ladies of blues and jazz. Now I know that sounds like a really long title, <laughs> but people love it. Billy, Sarah, Donna, Common, and Nancy too. We we, we do it. So um, I have that. I have a, a show called uh, VIP, very impo- uh, important, very intimate performance, which is um, a mostly love songs from the Great American Songbook. I have a, a show called A Few of My Favorite Things, which basically I I formulate that to where it can be um, traditional R and B, you know, like with a, with more of a old school funk flavor. Because I've got some songs that that you know. You, that, that music that used to summon you to the dance floor, and you, there was nothing you could do about it. Right, right. I don't get to hear those songs anymore, and I, used, you know, get to, to really just, wow, it's it's a lot, it's a lot. But when people want to know more about what I'm doing with my company, which is AWP, a woman's prerogative, they can go to my website, which is www.allisonwilliamsawp. I spell my name A L Y S O N. W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S and then A-W-P dot com. Allison Williams A-W-P dot com. And they'll be able to find a listen. They'll be able to find out about Diva Palooza, the concert series, Soul Palooza, the concert series, uh, and all the things that I try to do through um, A-W-P and um, my band, the Allison Williams Experience, A-W-E. So we've got a lot of things and brands going on over there, and I hope that people will will uh, look at it and, and get excited because I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, hopefully we'll make it out there on uh, one of those nights as well, the Leo and I together, and um, be able to oh, sit down. Gonna, and... <laughs> you have to come to – I'm not even taking no for an answer. You will be <laughs> at Blue Valley. You will be at Blue Valley on the 21st. Let's be clear. Oh. Well, yeah, I, 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 I can't call out sick now, Mike. I'm calling out sick now. I'm just I saying. think you should. I think you should. I just won't be able to accept any other thing. I can't accept any other thing. So All I right. hope that you'll come out on that day. Um, mm-hmm. I just came back from the National Black Theater uh, Festival down in Winston-Salem where I performed a, a, a private party for Dr. Angelou in, in the backyard. Oh, so there were a lot okay. of folks that were there, and they're coming up to D.C., so I don't know what your problem is. 
<laughs> I like the way you did that. Just just take somebody who's a real VIP. I'm just saying, you know, they're going to make a little uh, buck chip and put some chicken in the basket. Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, even if it's a Friday night, we can always just re-air a show. Probably be this one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that will definitely work itself out. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And um, so, so after the, the Blues Alley thing, um, is there any other? Um, I, I think you had mentioned some other project that you're working on too that will be coming up. Uh, I think this year or early next year. Live performance-wise, right after that, the very next week, I think ten days later, the twenty-first, I'll be with Marcus Johnson somewhere in Maryland. But he hasn't given me all the details, yet, so I can't say where because I don't wow. know. But we will be on August thirty-first. In Maryland, it's some outdoor festival. I don't know what it is, but he's got to give me the 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 you know the one two about that. Um, okay. Coming up in September, um, basically, I'm I'm really I'm really trying to right before the end of the year get my studio projects in order. I have an R and B soul project that I'd like to do because I know that my fan base really would like to hear some more good R and B music, but I must tackle my jazz and blues projects because if I don't I won't be paying I won't be paying due diligence to the music that inspired me to do music at all. Oh, and I just okay. need to do that. Um so that as well as um for some reason I never could get the record company to hear me when I said, Listen, can we do a holiday album? Can we do a Christmas album? That way I'll be relevant at least one time per year for the rest of my life and they didn't see that as a necessity, so I have to now do that for myself and thank God we are in a technology age where that can all be happening. And um, I even um, have been uh, trying to write a couple of gospel tunes. So the, the, the studio is what I really want to concentrate on, um, along with, like I said, Diva Palooza, because that's a touring show. But, you know, we can sing everywhere. We can, we can record anywhere we are, so that's a good thing. But those are my two babies right now. Wow. Um, All right. And we, we are running out of time. And we we just got about a minute left in the show. I, I just want to thank you, Allison, again for um thank you, you for know, calling me. into the show. And you know what? We gotta have you on again. We really do. We I would love to come so back much. and do part two because there's gonna be so much more coming up and your listeners are gonna to wanna to know and I'm gonna to wanna to tell them. <laughs> 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 it was a pleasure having you. Now, now I get to tell people I, I, I had an interview with the the original uh, first lady of Def Jam. The first right. lady of Def Jam, That's honey, you right. tell them. All right, <laughs> we got to close the show out now. We thank you, Allison. We really appreciate thank you, fellas. You. I appreciate you. And we're gonna have to talk real soon, okay? Absolutely. I'll see you. Special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman, and I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. And before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits, they become your character. And watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. <laughs>